just like you, all of our faithful rugby league fans, all 16 NRL coaches have been missing their footy over the past month. Parramatta Eels coach Brad Arthur is one of them. Uh, Brad, how would you describe yourself during isolation? Oh, look, at times frustrating. I think the um, the family, the wife and the kids can't wait for me to get back to work. But um, yeah, look, it's just different. A lot different for us because we used to, you know, so much routine, and that routine's been taken away from us. And you know, it's um, just readjusting to that. But found plenty of ways to keep busy and amuse myself. Done a bit of painting, done a bit of housework, and that's so getting a bit done. Haven't we all? When you said that word frustrating, what's been what's been the most uh, frustrating part of it for your, from your end? Um, well, look, it's probably a lot of the unknown. You know, like, are we, where are we going to play? Um, was the competition going to get back up and running? Um, you know, that was probably the the concern because um, you know it's what we work so everyone's worked so hard throughout the preseason to get on the field and play, and then you get to, you know we get two games and you feel like you're in a bit of a rhythm and of playing footy week in week out, and that you know they got taken away. But in saying that, you know, like when we talk about my frustrations or our frustrations as a game compared to, you know, the, the wider community, you know, where our problems are, are minor compared to most. When you rewind a month and, you know, you found out that we all found out that the, the comp was on hold and we didn't know how long for, did you fear the worst that we may not get any footy this year? Um, oh, look, I, I probably did, but I, I had plenty of hope that, you know, like, you know, all sort of always one of those blokes, oh, okay, it's not that bad. You know, I sort of take that uh, that approach. It's not that bad. And so I didn't actually believe that, um, you know, it would get to that stage. So I always had hope that, you know, we'd, we'd be back up and, and playing, you know. It's, um, so I think that's just, you know, we typical coaches, I think, along those lines. I think we're all creatures of routine. Don't worry, I've missed fighting the Sydney traffic <laughs> going into the uh, office an hour and a half each way every day. So I'm... I'm actually enjoying uh, being at home, but um, have you had a chance to do a lot of deep thinking given that you've been on your own a little bit? Um, well, like in terms of time to myself, I haven't really had a lot. You know, like I've done a little bit of training and, you know, I've walked the block on plenty of occasions. Um, so every, every house I walk past, I know, you know, I want my daily two or three walks a day, but... Um, a lot of phone calls, a lot of Zoom meetings. You know, we need to stay in contact with the boys. You know, they need to know that we still care about them. Um, you know, and it's not just about, you know, checking up on them, what training they're doing, because um, nowadays the players are way too professional. They know what's needed. They know what they need to do themselves to get themselves right. Um, and, and they know that, you know, the competition is going to be um, nice and strong on a club point of view in terms of, for spots, but then also when they get back out and playing, and if they haven't done the work, they'll get shown up pretty quick. So, um, you know, it's not a matter of checking up on them to see what, you know, they're following the program because that'll be seen when we come back. Um, but it's mainly just to, you know, to make sure they're okay. And, um, you know, they're spending a bit of time with family. What are they getting up to? A few blokes have been working. So how's that been going for them? Um, and quite a lot of our players, um, have been doing a lot of carpentry work or, you know, in, in a, and studying and so a few of them have been able to go out and put a bit of that into practice which has been good for them it just shows though i mean rugby league players they love their routine but a lot of them it doesn't matter what club you look at they're opportunists like a lot of us are in this time and they've, they've gotten up they could be at home playing playstation or whatever but they're out there on the tools which is for some of them they may not have ever done it before yeah yeah well, a lot of them go straight from school or you know in, in straight into to rugby league as their, their first job, first profession. So it would be different for a lot of them. Um, 
And, you know, like I think it really test this time tests their, their mental application and their, and their self-discipline. Um, and I think most clubs will be in the same boat and you'll find that a lot of the players will come back probably better than, than what they left. Um, and we've had some testing, you know, sent the boys out to do a 1.2 on their own. And, you know, it's a nice generic test that a lot of clubs use. It's a good indicator to see if they've been doing a bit. And um, a lot of our blokes have been a second or two around their, their last times or some of them have even, you know, been around their personal best. So um, and some other players have challenged themselves to, to drop a bit of weight and come back a bit leaner and, and you know, a bit more mobile and agile. There have been a couple of key dates confirmed this week. Uh, May 28, it looks like that's season kickoff date. But uh, for the clubs, May 4 is the key one when players come back to training. What is your expectation of your players when they turn up? I guess uh, if someone isn't up to scratch, they'll be found out, right? Yeah, um, the boys know what our first day back pretty much always looks like off the back of a break. So I'm sure they know exactly what's coming. Um, and the, the beauty is, you know, over the, the, the several seasons that I've been at the club and, you know, the more breaks that, you know, that we're coming up to, Christmas breaks and, and stuff like that, you know, we've, we've put a lot of trust in our players and they know the only way they keep that trust and get an extra day here or there or, or a long weekend is if they come back in good order. Um, and, you know, and it's always, you know, there's usually some testing results um, that can indicate that. But like I said, the players are way too professional. They know what they need to do and they know it's their job. Um, and they certainly have that accountability to each other. And there's no way in the world they'll come back and let anyone down. Okay, so you haven't had to uh, put together a list of punishments just in case? No, well, the punishment will be, you know, like, you know, the team picks itself usually through form. Well, we haven't had any form to go off at the moment, so it's going to be based around training and, and blokes that you can that you can trust to do their job. So, you know, like, um, the, 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 I suppose the punishment will be if anyone hasn't done their job, they know they just won't be up to standard and, to, to, you know, and there'll be a, a liability in the team. You guys hit the ground running, two wins to start the year, plenty of hype around the years. What's going to be the biggest hurdle when you get the guys back together as a group, given you've only got a couple of weeks with them before uh, we hope the season restarts? Um, oh, look, you know, winning those early games was, was pleasing for us. And, um, you know, we'd like to think that every minute that we spend on the field, we're getting a touch better towards the end of those games. So any momentum that any team did or didn't have, didn't have prior to now is gone. Um, so everyone's starting again. And, you know, we're going to have to be disciplined and work on making sure we go back, we refocus. And, you know, we've only got a three-week period into that, that first game. But... Um, you know, it's just going to be the, the attitude or the mentality and how we want to play, but we're going to have to start all over again and, we, and our expectations can't be too high on the type of footy, on the style of footy or the um, the execution of our footy. More will be around, it, you know, like the grit and the, and the work hard for each other mentality. Um, but you know, the, the biggest thing that the players haven't been able to do is that body conditioning, you know, getting hit day in, day out. Um, and, you know, getting their bodies hardened to that physical contact, you know, because they spend a lot of time in pre-season whacking each other so that when they get to game day, um, they can absorb, the, you know, that contact and they, they can absorb it the next week and then they can go off a six-day turnaround and, you know, and that helps them reduce their injuries. So it's just going to be that, um, that conditioning of their bodies in terms of the, the physical contact and also then the conditioning part of it, you know, where they have to execute their skill under fatigue and, and under a bit of pressure. Is that going to be the tough balance uh, when you do get them back, given the time frame? You've only got a couple of weeks to work with them. You want to get that contact back into their bodies, but you can't overdo it given once the season starts, if it's on for another 20-odd or so weeks, you can't overdo it too early. 
Yeah, we can't overdo it, but we certainly, you know, would be neglecting them if we didn't do enough of it and, you know, we put anyone at risk. Um, so we've got to get the balance right. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm sure teams early in the piece will be using the, every bit of the Monday to, to Friday, even, you know, Saturday mornings to, to do a bit early in those first couple of weeks. Um, but like I said, you know, we've got a lot of trust in our players that they'll come back. And we've had this conversation about the better they come back, and if they can take control of their own sort of running and, and their fitness levels, well, we'll have more opportunity to do football-based activities and, and contact-based activities instead of having to run. So you're one of the uh, six teams in the comp that still has four points uh, next to your name. There was a bit of an asterisk there for a few weeks. We weren't sure whether you keep your points, but I guess you're pretty happy with the commission uh, saying that you will definitely keep your four points in the first two rounds. Yeah, look, I can understand the... Yeah, well, it depends what sort of defence you're sitting on. I can understand the points um, around um, the teams, you know, that, that aren't on any points and, you know, if it's a shortened competition. But at the end of the day, like, you know, we all, every, every team worked as hard as each other in the pre-season. Some players um, in those first couple of rounds got injured, got suspensions, got fines. So, um, I, I, and, you know, if you put, your, you know, you put the fans in the, in the play as well, I think it would have been... Um, in my view, unfair to, to take away the points. Um, but, you know, like with all the, the talk around um, about the game at the moment, hopefully it looks like everyone's going to get a fair opportunity with enough games to, you know, if anyone that um, you know, hasn't won any games early in the piece will get plenty of opportunity to, to make up any ground. You mentioned injuries. The, the biggest one from uh, the Eels' perspective was Reid Marnie. Um, from May 28, uh, how close will he be, do you think? Well, that date is just around his nine-week, ten-week mark when he's um, probably going to be given the green light to play. So we're expecting, you know, and he's expecting and working towards coming back in that for that game. Um, if it is May 28, um, but we will certainly won't rush him. And you know, if he's not quite ready, we'll you know we'll, we'll give him all the time that he needs. But uh, Rudy's been working extremely hard, and and I'm you know pretty pretty confident that'll be right for that game. That's one of the few positives, I guess, for clubs uh, where, with serious, players with serious injuries. They're not missing too much footy right now. Yeah, well, there's, you know, we were fortunate that we didn't have any at the start of the season, but then obviously we lost Rudy in round two. Um, and, you know, we, we you know, we'll dodged a bullet there and we'll get him back. But then I know there was a few other clubs that had quite a few injuries throughout the nines and trolls and had blokes missing. So um, you'd like to think that it's a good thing for all 16 clubs that, you know, most clubs should be coming with 90 to 95% of their squad available. I don't know if you've had too much time to think about it. Wayne Pearce, um, the Project Apollo uh, spokesman, said that he wanted to discuss with clubs um, the kind of punishments if the medical protocols that they're set to put in place are broken. From a club perspective, you obviously have to take it seriously, but do you think for everyone to take it seriously, they have to be pretty harsh around clubs and players and respecting those strict guidelines? I'll, I'll leave that to you know the powers to be in the NRL to make those decisions. But once we get those strict guidelines, I'm sure that this period has been long enough for a lot of people away from the game that no one's going to be um, doing anything that's going to put the game in jeopardy. Because it's, you know you're not just it's not about yourself, and um, you know there's a lot of people relying on our game to be up and running, and it's not just the people that play, and it's just not the coaches and the staff. There's a lot of people. There's just people that are sitting at home that are out of work and want to watch some football or watch some sports. So, um, you know, we've got a big responsibility. And once all those guidelines are put in place and everyone knows exactly what it is, 
I'm very confident that um, everyone's going to be doing the right thing because you know we should be feeling lucky that we're we're allowed to get back and get on the get training, be around each other, you know, enjoy everyone's time together and get back on the field. So um, I, I don't think there'll be any problems there. Yeah, well, Brad, we can't wait uh, for you guys to be training together and, of course, footy to return somewhere around that May 28 date. Uh, I better let you go because uh, not long now till May 4, we've got to get the boys out there training <laughs> around uh, the new yeah. uh, facility out there at Kellyville. Uh, as always, mate, thanks for your time. Um, enjoy the next couple of weeks before you have your troops back and um, best of luck with the rest of 2020. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it, mate. And um, yeah, we can't wait to get back out there.